Abandoned old stations of the Pony Express Overgrown trails through the wild west Mustangs are grazing along suburban streams You'll find them all in the better Listening to Nevada Magazine, the radio show. You know that because you tune in, especially for us, I'm sure. If you just happen to be catching us, welcome. I'm Carrie. I am the circulation and subscription manager. If you don't know the magazine, give me a call or email me and I'll I'll get one out to you. If you're ready to renew, give me a call or email me. My toll-free number is 855-729-7117. And my email is Carrie, that's C-A-R-R-I-E, at NevadaMagazine.com. If you're driving and you can't write that down, you can just check our website and find it. It's NevadaMagazine.com. We are currently celebrating Nevada's sesquicentennial, which is the 150th anniversary. We have three fantastic issues out already. That we're doing, um, we're doing a bundle of eight that celebrate this, and we've got September, October, November, December, and Jan Feb out. Jan Feb has the cover of the Capitol on it, a fantastic photo by our editor Matthew B. Brown. So, uh, watch for that, pick it up, or if you can't find it anywhere, give me a call. I can tell you exactly where you can get, it, or I can send you one and get you all set up to uh, have a subscription. Uh, speaking of which, we are currently wondering what you love about Nevada. We have, uh, we have plans for our November-December 2014 issue to run Why People Love Nevada. So you can email editor at nevadamagazine.com and let us know. You can mail in your story or your paragraph or whatever you think is best to Nevada Magazine. That's 401 North Carson Street in Carson City, Nevada, 89701. Or you... Bring it on into the office. We had the opportunity to meet with a fantastic reader recently, um, earlier this week, and it was so interesting to laugh and joke with her, and it was really great. We love to meet those people. So, Terry, if you're out there and you're listening, come on back in and laugh with us. It was really wonderful meeting you. Uh, today on the show, we have Darcy Minter. Darcy is with Western Folklife Center, and we are going to talk about something that many, many people know about. If you don't, you're, you're for a real treat. Um, I'm going to first welcome Darcy. Darcy, thanks for being on with us. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, so let's start by telling a little about you. Where are you from, and, and what brought you to Western Folklife Center? Well, I'm originally from California, but I've lived all over the West. Um, and what brought me to the Folklife Center, um, I was working as a, a consultant, actually, for the, the state of Nevada, um, evaluating a grant program, and I got to go to the poetry gathering uh, as sort of part of my job, which um, was very exciting, and I was so taken by it that I decided to actually go back to graduate school and study folklore. <laughs> I did that, and when I finished my graduate studies, um, I got a job with the Western Folklife Center. Um, so that's the kind of event you want to go to—something that tra- tra- uh, changes your whole life trajectory. So lucky, <laughs> lucky you went that year, and that was 2002, wasn't it? That was in 2002. Yeah. So it's been quite a while, and I've been to the gathering ever every single year since that first time, either as a volunteer, and now I'm in my ninth year as a staff member. Awesome. Um, what is Western Folklife Center? Let's explain people uh, to people what it is. 
Yeah, the Folklife Center is a it's a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization, Elko, Nevada, and um, we are really dedicated to promoting and preserving uh, the culture of the West. So um, we do have a focus on ranching culture, but we really are um, much broader than that. We have done programs that have to do with. Um, the culture of migrant workers, um, any any kind of uh, culture, whether they're immigrants or not, who happen to be living in the West, is is something that they have an interest in uh, in you know both work and research and and promoting and preserving that. So uh, we're going to get. We are. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, we're, <laughs> we're known for our premier event, of course, which is the National Cowboy Poetry Gathering. And it's a special year this year, isn't it? It is. It's our 30th anniversary. So we started in 1985, the gathering. The Folklife Center is a little bit older than that. It was founded in 1980. Um, but the gathering started in 1985. So we have um, been around for a while. Not as long as the state of Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations for 30 years. That's really terrific. And it's, it comes at a, ter- a really terrific time, especially when Nevada is celebrating 150 years. So um, now, why don't you tell us what is, what is National Cowboy Poetry Gathering? Well, it's a, it's a week-long festival. Um, it starts this year, uh, January 27th, and runs through February 1st. January, and the reason for that is when it was first started, uh, you know, it is an event that is by and for uh, ranching people and cowboys, and um, the, the best time of the year for them to be able to get away from their work is in the middle of the winter, uh, when all, all they have to do is, is feed their livestock versus all of the other things they have sure, to do the rest sense. of the year. So that's why it is when it is, and it's a week-long of cowboy poetry and music and uh, film exhibits, discussions about issues that are important to the West and people living in the rural West, um, and just a ton of fun gear shows and um, lots of food and drink and and camaraderie. It's a a great time. You know, it dawns on me that there may be people out there listening who don't know where it's held. Yes, Elko, Nevada, in the northeast corner of the state, about um, 230 miles west of Salt Lake City, um, near the Ruby Mountains. It's absolutely beautiful and uh, not as cold in recent winters as it has been, so don't let that scare you off if you're living in Las Vegas. <laughs> We've had some beautiful weather the last few years, so we're, we're hoping that keeps going this year. Absolutely. And, and let's tell people where they can find you on the web. Our website address is westernfolklife.org. And from there, you can click on the link. This is National Cowboy Poetry Gathering and get all of the information about um our performances and everything else that's going on. I've been there quite a few times in the last few days, and it's really easy to find the the National Cowboy Poetry link. It's right there on the front page. And so again, westernfolklife.org. And you know, one thing I noticed is that you can you can hover over. Um, I think it says programs, a drop down menu, and you can actually download the the entire program. And it's it's like eight or nine or ten pages worth of events. So I was just blown away at how much is going on and what all there is. 
really easy to read. There's icons for, for um, you know, workshops and, and films and speeches, stuff like that. So really great website. Um, what kind of venues do you, you host the gathering at? Well, we sort of take over the city of Elko <laughs> for a little while. Um, we have a headquarters building called the Pioneer Hotel um, where the Western Folklife Center is headquartered. In that building, we have a 300-seat theater. We have a beautiful historic bar and uh, an exhibit gallery and a gift shop. Um, but we can only accommodate so much in that building. So um, most of our events actually take place at the convention center in Elko, which is a large facility with a 900-seat theater uh, auditorium and breakout rooms. Uh, and then we also have events at Great Basin College in their theater, as well as some um, lecture rooms and um, I, oh, and also the uh, Flagview Intermediate School opens up their auxiliary building for us, and we have a, a lot of music up in that venue. So... Uh, we're all over town. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of great options. Um, you know, this is something I, I just was thinking about. How about rooms? Are there still rooms available, or does the whole town book up, or where do people stay? Well, you know, in the early days, there were, weren't enough rooms in Elko to accommodate everybody, and the story is that, you know, we had cowboys coming in off ranches sleeping in their cars in the middle of the winter, but that is definitely no longer the case. Elko has lots of hotel rooms. Um, there is competition from um, some of the miners that are living in hotels in Elko, but we usually always have rooms available, um, and a lot of rooms will open up in January because people will have to cancel. So anybody's out there and has had trouble, um, keep trying because we, you know, nobody's not been able to come to the gathering, I think, because they haven't been able to find a room or they just haven't tried hard enough. And we're available to help and the convention center and the Elko Chamber of Commerce also are available to help find rooms that might be open. Right. And those those poor people that had to cancel are crying back home, wishing (laughs) that they could go. So if if they were to cancel, couldn't make it, could they see stuff online? Could they access, you know, events that had happened? Or what do you offer online as far as that goes? Yes, we have a live broadcast that we do. We started doing it on YouTube last year. Before that, it wasn't live, but we still broadcast shows after the fact. But now it is live on YouTube. And we shoot all the uh, all the performances in the big auditorium in the convention center, um, and it's about four different performances a day that you can catch live on YouTube. Or, of course, they live on YouTube um, after that uh, in perpetuity. Most of them. So, if you can't catch them live, you can always go back to our website, um, look for the big button that says um, Poetry Gathering Cybercast, and um, that'll take you to. Uh, to the site so okay and if someone just goes strictly to youtube straight to youtube and types in what uh western folklife center or national cowboy poetry gathering should get them there okay great. Um, and look for the 30th gathering because we have the live broadcast from the 29th gathering uh still up there so oh, okay well, that's exciting. We can see what's happening right right at, at the, the time that it's going on. So that's very cool. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back, folks, with Darcy Mentor from Western Folklife Center talking about the National Cowboy Poetry Gathering. I 
can sign furniture. It's the easy way to sell, smart way to buy. Sales at Consigned Furniture have been great, but we're always striving to find better ways to serve you. Our second truck has made it fast and convenient to pick up the items you want to sell or deliver the items you've purchased. At Consigned Furniture, it's safe and simple. We do all the heavy lifting, pricing, and selling for you. All you need to do is sit back and relax. It's easy. Either come by our showroom located on Market Street in Reno, call us at 824-0222, or visit us at consignedfurniturenow.com. Let Consigned Furniture take the guesswork out of buying or selling your furniture or household items. Consigned Furniture, the largest consignment store in Northern Nevada. And remember, pickup is always free. Sign furniture, it's the easy way to sell, smart way to buy. Do you have questions about your retirement? If so, you're not alone. Will your money last throughout your lifetime? Will you have enough to live the life you want? And when will you be able to retire? As a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, Bickford, Angier, and Associates can help you find the answers with their exclusive confident retirement approach. They'll work with you one-to-one to understand your goals and discuss the four key areas for retirement, including covering your essentials, lifestyle, protection, and legacy needs. From there, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap with clear steps you can take to retire on your terms. Call today, 775-853-1503 for a free 30-minute consultation. Their office is at 500 DeMonte Ranch Parkway, Suite 735. Again, call today, 775-853-1503. Ameriprise Financial Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Confident retirement is not a guarantee of future financial results. The initial consultation provides an overview of financial planning concepts. You will not receive written analysis and or recommendations. Leave your footprint in the neighborhood you serve with Charter Media's new smart targeting. Promote your business to the entire Reno market or focus on your local neighborhood. This cutting edge technology enables you to reach the right customers with the right message based on where they are, who they are, and what they like. Visit chartermedia.com footprint for more information. Charter Media, long live your business. Hi, this is Eddie Floyd of America Matters Media and the AM News. I want to tell you how you can get involved and help American heritage, the wild horses and burros. And that's simply by going to WynemaRanch.com, www.WynemaRanch.com. That's W-Y-N-E-M-A Ranch.com. Get involved. There's over 110 wild mustangs out there at the Wynema Ranch right now. They're being cared for. Special thanks go out to the Reno. Mustang Car Club. They were the first ones to actually sponsor a horse out there, a little foal. They named her Shelby. You can do the very same thing. Let's go to WynemaRanch.com. Check out the horses they have there. Get involved. Remember, that's $3 a day. Or, if you'd like a break, it's $30 a month or even better, $300 a year to help out those wild Mustangs at the Wynema Ranch. That's WynemaRanch.com. Once dug out by candlelight, robbers and wranglers and gamblers at night. Old iron horses bursting with steam jump from the pages of Nevada magazine. 
Welcome back. This is Nevada Magazine, the radio show. We're talking with Darcy Minter from Western Folklife Center, and we're talking about the National Cowboy Poetry Gathering in Elko, which is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. So congratulations. Darcy, can you tell us again the dates and the website so that people can um, get on there and find out more information? Yes, the gathering starts on uh, Monday, January 27th this year and runs through Saturday, February 1st. And the website address is www.westernfolklife.org. Great. It's super easy to get to, um, really easy to find National Cowboy Poetry Gathering on there. We just talked about the fact that there's um, a lot of stuff on YouTube, both from last year and there's going to be live broadcasts from this year. So go on to YouTube and search Western Folklife Center. Or what did you say you click on on westernfolklife.org? Uh, the, there's a, a big uh, picture of uh, Wiley Gustafson playing the guitar, and it says... Uh, National Cowboy Poetry Gathering. So uh, it should be pretty easy to find once you get to. Great. Check it out and get a little Center. Get a little taste of what you can experience out there. Uh, why don't you tell us what the highlights are this year? Well, we have uh, we have lots of them. We our, our theme this year is um, it's called uh, Expressing the Rural West into the future and we really wanted to for our 30th anniversary wanted to focus on um, not so much the past as as the future and uh, we've been very focused on bringing younger people to the gathering and both as performers and participants as well as as audience and so we've got a lot of young people coming this year um, to perform as well as to be participants in our exhibit and in discussions that we're having, and we're also sort of focusing on the future rural communities in the West and making sure that they're healthy and, um, you know, that so that the, the art that we concern ourselves with can, you know, survive and, and thrive. So we have a lot of programs along those lines, um, you know, to kind of go with our theme. Great. We, we also are an official event of the Nevada Sesquicentennial, Nice. So we have some special programs related to that, um, starting with our very first performance, which is Monday the 27th in the evening, and we have a show called Home Means Nevada, uh, and Lieutenant Governor Brian Kerlicky will be there to uh, open up the gathering for us. He's going to speak, and Wadi Mitchell, who is the official uh, Nevada sesquicentennial poet uh, and has written um, a brand new poem about Nevada for Nevada, and that will sort of premiere during that show. Great. So we're very excited about that. That sounds like a terrific way to kick off the event. Yeah, and we have several other shows and, and discussions, uh, storytelling sessions with Nevada ranchers um, during the gathering that are also part of our, our Nevada 150 programs. Um, we also have, we're very excited about our keynote speaker this year, who is Dr. Temple Grandin. She is a, um, I don't know if any of your listeners have seen the HBO television special about her starring Claire Danes, but she's a fascinating person uh, with autism who um, has really sort of single-handedly changed um, the livestock industry in terms of she she designs um, facilities that make it 
more pleasant for livestock, um, and it, it really had a, a huge impact. And she's a, a brilliant woman and a very dynamic speaker, and we're excited to have her. Great. Uh, who, so, who else participates? I see um, in, in my program there's a list of, a huge list of performers. Are these people who are out there working on ranches? Are they professional entertainers? Who are all of these performers? You know, it's a mix. Um, when we first started this thing 30 years ago, they were, you know, ranchers. It's a, it's a ranching sort of cowboy tradition, and they were still, it goes back 150, 160 years, and they were still practicing the tradition, and, uh, you know, among their families and, and community groups. Um, but now, you know, we've got people who have, been doing it for so long and have become professional and are traveling all over the country at the Cowboy Poetry Gatherings. There are now over 200 Cowboy Poetry Gatherings around the country and, and probably more around the world that we don't know about um, that started as a result of, of ours um, in 1985. So there we have some professionals, but I think the vast majority of performers who come to the gathering are still working on ranches. Um, and and living that lifestyle, and they may be, you know, performing also on the side at different gatherings and other places, but they are primarily um, making their living from ranching. Right. I did notice that the, the event goes from Monday, January 27th to Saturday, February 1st, and I thought to myself, oh, that gives them Sunday to get home and get ready to start the new <laughs> week and get back to work on the ranch. Right. Yeah. So, it works out well that way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's nice of you to plan it that way. Uh, who who is invited and who attends? Well, everyone's invited, um, and you know we have about six to seven thousand people who uh, purchase tickets every year. We a lot of those, of course, are from our local community in Elko, but we probably get about four thousand who come in from out of town for this. And uh, our audience is a little bit it's split between rural and urban people, probably 45% urban and suburban, and the rest, you know, consider themselves rural. Right. Um, so we, we get a lot of folks from the city who are attracted to the lifestyle, you know, love maybe love the history or are um, yearning for the country and maybe used to live on a ranch or have just... Um, enjoy the themes and the things that uh, come out in the poetry and the music. And uh, so it's it's a very diverse audience in that way, in terms of where people live. Um, and for, many people are from the West, but we're, we have an increasing audience that comes from all over the country and also internationally. Um, we've had, we have an international program where every few years we bring in cowboy cultures from all over the world. And we've had, um, just last year we had Italian cowboys. So we've gotten a lot of publicity in, in different countries around the world. And as a result, we're getting, um, more audience members and also, you know, more international media that's interested in coming to cover the event, which is wonderful. I love that because you bring in you bring in these ranchers from different parts of the world, and I'm sure that you can see the parallels that you know occur between between the internationals and the you know the folks here in in Nevada or Montana or wherever they may be ranching. It also reminds me of the the readership of Nevada Magazine. We have so many people who live here in Nevada, 
So many people who used to live here in Nevada. So many people who dream of coming back to Nevada and people who visit here. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's these people who love Nevada, who love ranching, who love the lifestyle. So that was really interesting to learn that 45% of your audience is urban or suburban. Um, can you tell us what, what's the cost? Do people have to pay for the entire week? No. In fact, um, the, the way it works is it, the event starts off more slowly in the beginning of the week. We have workshops early in the week so people can come and learn how to braid rawhide or make cinches or write poetry or, you know, we just have, we have cooking workshops and dance and all kinds of um, fun things. So Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, that's a lot of what happens. And then in the evenings, we have performances. Starting on Wednesday night is our big kickoff performance in the auditorium. And then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the gathering are the big days where we have um, performances all day long in multiple venues. And for those three days, you can get a deluxe pass for $75, which will get you into all the daytime that we call them non-ticketed shows, um, which they're concurrent. There's so much that you it makes your head spin. So there's so much to choose from on just the pass that I always tell people who are coming for the first time, just get a pass. Right. See what you like, and and if you want to buy an extra a, an evening show ticket, we've got two four shows every evening um, with an additional ticket price, and a few shows during the day with an additional ticket price that people can choose to buy. Um, but the pass will, it, is a great value. We also have single day passes, so if you can just come for one day and pay twenty five dollars, and just spend the whole day listening to music and poetry and figuring out what you like, so. That's a good way to start. So definitely go to westernfolklife.org to check it out. Um, You can find pricing there. And we're almost finished up here, Darcy, but you and I talked the other day, and and I asked you what your favorite aspect of the event is. And and you told me me the depth and the breadth of it. Can you tell people a little bit about that, your your very personal favorite aspect? Yeah, I... um I love the entertainment, but I find that um, some of the discussions that we have and the conversations that we have about the West have really made a difference in people's lives and are really important uh, for the for the future of the West. We have, over the years, brought together you know ranchers with environmentalists, and we've brought in experts on range management that have helped the ranchers in attendance, you know, really um, make some changes to the way that they uh, do things. Um, and and I think those are very valuable conversations to have. And I think they're made, they're made possible at the gathering because it is a place where the energy is, is really positive and people are there uh, to have fun and to enjoy themselves and to celebrate the West. And so it's a great atmosphere to have conversations that can sometimes be difficult. <laughs> and I did so ask you, uh, sorry about that. I did ask you uh, any one last thing that you wanted to say, and you told me you wanted to tell them to come on out, y'all. <laughs> yeah, come on out, y'all. It really can be um, a very life-changing experience for a lot of people. And uh, I, I have heard over and over again people who... Um, you just wanted to try it out, weren't sure, didn't know if they were going to like cowboy poetry, uh, come and just 
really find something really meaningful that they connected with. And so uh, I just encourage people to give it a try and hopefully you'll have the same experience. All right. There you have it, folks. Westernfolklife.org. Get on out there. Thank you, Darcy. Since 1936, the Silver State's been seen Through the lenses and senses of Nevada Magazine Six times a year in Nevada Magazine We're on a mission from God. Renegade Radio. Renegade Radio. It's a giving season, so why not treat yourself to a rejuvenating experience at the Age of Selling, Reno's most comprehensive medical spa and salon. Take advantage of our many doctor-supervised services, including health screening, weight management, Botox, Juvederm, Belotero, Xeamine, chemical pills, laser hair, and tattoo removal, and bioidentical hormone replacement. Why not enjoy a massage or an infrared sauna, body treatment, permanent makeup, or our Vichy shower therapy? Experience our full-service hair and nail salon staffed by our 17 trained stylists and nail tech. Stay healthy with a drink from Organic Juice Bar, Raw Power. Looking for a great gift? Consider our professional beauty products or a gift certificate. The Ageless Zone Salon and Spa is conveniently located at 5060 Meadowood Mall Circle. Check us out at agelesszonereno.com or our Facebook page. Then call us at 775-826-8888. That's 826-8888. Let the Ageless Zone help you be healthy and looking your best this holiday season. It's 8 o'clock. It's time to get trivia underway. Trivia is hot. Who is this country girl? We got this. Everybody likes to use their brain. Sitcoms. What transport company does Doug Hepperman work for on King of Queens? Major League Baseball. What Major League Baseball Hall of Famer went by the nickname The Hawk? Hi, this is Toby. I'm the general manager at the Little Waldorf Saloon. We do trivia every Monday and it has become a huge success. It brings us a variety of players and many have become regulars because of trivia. People from all ages can play DJ trivia. It's fun, free, and each week the top three placing teams win credit for free food and drinks. I was looking for something different to do with my friends, and we found DJ Trivia. It's become our weekly hangout, and the more varied our team, the better we do each week. DJ Trivia is looking for other locations to host games. So if you are a bar or restaurant owner looking for an easy way to raise revenues during off-peak hours, or if you are just looking for something fun to do with your friends, go to djtrivia.com for information on all our locations, DJ Trivia leagues, and more. There's bound to be a game near you. Nevada's wild horses are disappearing from our rangelands at an alarming rate. Every day, horses are rounded up, captured, sold, and sent off to be cruelly slaughtered for food overseas. The horses you see out your window today could end up on someone's dinner plate tomorrow. We simply must do something to save them. This great country was built on the backs of the horses. They helped us plow our fields, pull our wagons, and they deserve all the dignity and respect afforded other American icons. The horse helped us craft this nation we know and revere today. This is country music star Lacey J. Dalton. I have dedicated my life to save Nevada's wild horses, but I cannot save them without your help. Your generous donations are the only chance some of these horses have. Visit LetEmRun.com for more information. Join me. Nevada's wild horses are disappearing from our rangelands at an alarming rate. Visit LetEmRun.com. Neon caverns and canyons of light Jugglers, singers, and dancers in flight Cowpokes turn poets from all they've seen 
tell their own story that a magazine. Welcome back. You're listening to Nevada Magazine, the talk radio show, every Friday from 10 to 11 a.m. If you weren't dialed in at the top of the hour, I just wanted to repeat that we are looking for your reasons why you love Nevada. So tell us why you love Nevada. Email editor at nevadamagazine.com. Mail in your story and photos. We love those photos that go along with to Nevada Magazine at 401 North Carson Street in Carson City, Nevada. That's 89701. Or bring them on in and talk to us yourself. We love to meet our subscribers and our readers. And, and really anyone that walks into the, the building, is um, we always end up having a really dynamic conversation. So come on in. We just uh, got off the, the radio. Um, the first half of our radio show was with Darcy Minter from Western Folklife Center talking about the National Cowboy Poetry Gathering, which is celebrating their 30th year. So congratulations. Go to westernfolklife.org to find out more. And we're going to kind of keep it in the general same region of the area, but we're going to take it to um, Cave Lake, and uh, we're going to talk with Eric Johnson, the Northern Nevada Regional Manager for Nevada State Parks. Eric, welcome, and thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Carrie. I appreciate you having me. Sure thing. Can you start out by telling us about yourself? Um, I was born in Reno. I started working for state parks when I was 19 while I was going to UNR. I graduated from there and started my career down at Valley of Fire State Park as a park ranger. Since that time, I've moved all over the state. I've been very fortunate to have worked in in most of the state parks. Um, Currently, I'm actually the administrator for Nevada State Parks as of last November. Um, It's a great agency. It's been very good to me. I would say it's, it's one of the fun state agencies, if you will. That makes total sense. I, I love the state parks, and I haven't explored all of them in Nevada, but, boy, you can see some amazing photos online, and there are just some really interesting-looking things to explore out there. Um, we're going to talk about Cave Lake State Park and the, the annual White Pine Fire and Ice Show. So can you start about um, start out with Cave Lake? Where is it? Cave Lake is 14 miles south of Ely, Nevada. Go seven miles south on 93 and make a left on that step toast uh, or success summit loop road. Go another seven miles. It, it's kind of a a hidden but popular little park. It's got two campgrounds. Um, Cave Lake itself is a fairly small reservoir, but it's well known as a world-class brown trout fishery. Um, I think last year there were two pulled out that were over 10 pounds. Whoa. So it's a great place to fish. It's a very popular area for hunting, particularly elk hunting. Um, I was fortunate enough to be out there last November doing some elk hunting, and there are quite a few elk in the area. Uh, Cave Lakes um, Fire and Ice Festival is coming up February 17th and 18th. Very popular event. It was actually recently voted one of the top 100 events in the country. And, and what it is, is it's an opportunity for visitors to create ice sculptures out on the lake. Those sculptures are, sculptures are judged. There's events all day long. There's food provided. And uh, Steve Gray's the supervisor up there, and he fires off a very loud cannon periodically. So Just to you keep got, you uh, on your toes. Kids, what's that? Just to keep you on your toes. That's right. Keep you on your toes. He shoots it off at night, and where he fires that cannon creates quite a spectacular light show and an echo effect bouncing off of Cave Mountain. 
So is that the 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 fire portion of the event? It is. That oh. is the fire portion. So you're saying that the lake actually freezes solid and you can get people out there creating these sculptures. Absolutely. We have three parks that are known for their, the thickness of their ice. It's Wild Horse Reservoir, Cave Lake, and Spring Valley. And Wild Horse is up there uh, in the northern portion, correct? Yeah, Wild Horse is 64 miles north of Belco. Is there a season to Cave Lake State Park? It's is open year-round, year round. 24-7. It's a... Facilities include hot showers. It's got uh, regular flush toilet restrooms. It's got two campgrounds. The Lakeview Campground is, is adjacent to the lake itself. And then Elk Flats Campground is a little bit down the hill for those visitors that probably want a little bit more solitude, a little quieter. Okay, great. Uh, a lot of that in Nevada, and people definitely come here for that. Um, how can people find more information online uh, for not just Cave Lake, but for really all of your, all of your state parks? Yeah, we're, we're kind of proud of our website. It's very frequently updated, and it's at parks.nv.gov. Or you can call anytime. You can call any state park. The numbers are on the website, or give me a call. Um, I'm at 684-2771. Be happy to answer any questions anybody has. I did say all of uh, uh, your state parks, but really they're all of our state parks. I mean, they are just a, a treasure for all of us. So that's I think that's really what it's about. And if people want to get out there and do something, keep in mind that there are state parks here for us. Oh, absolutely. Uh, our visit, the vast majority of that are Nevada residents that are using the state parks that belong to them. And I, every day I run across somebody that's found or discovered a state park they hadn't been to or at least been made aware of a state park they'd like to go visit. Because, I mean, I think we all run into that. We, we see people every day that may have lived in the Reno or Carson area and may have never been to Mormon Station or never been to Sand Harbor. Right. Um, you know, I did want to, I want to interject here with another website. Um, we're talking about this fire and ice show that happens out in, in White Pine County at Cave Lake State Park. I also wanted to let um, our listeners know about the White Pine County Tourism and Recreation Board. They have a website and they've got a lot more events that are happening out there. So um, you can definitely find out other things that are going on by visiting the, the White Pine County Tourism Rec and Rec Board website. Um, They've got a, a sheep herders ball, the fireworks express, ice fishing derby, the the Northern Nevada Railway winter photo shoot. They've got a lot of stuff going on, on out there. So if you're heading out that way, be sure and check it out. And um, so uh, I wanted to get back to the fire and ice show, though. How is the road getting into the park at, at this time or, or throughout the year? Um, that's obviously going to de depend on the weather. They do keep the road plowed all winter long. So, so for this event, we've actually got a, a rented machine up there to ensure that that road stays plowed. I spoke with Steve Gray yesterday. He's the park supervisor. The road's clear right now. We don't anticipate any problems. It's paved all the way to the lake. Should have no issues getting in. It, it will be fairly crowded on the day of the event. We'll have people assisting folks park their cars and um, providing directions. And when you get there, you should have no problem finding your way around great and you had mentioned that there's food out there is that correct that's correct where does um, that come from i want to make a little uh acknowledgement of the participation of the jailhouse casino they're going to be providing food and drinks at the boat dock 
And I'd also like to mention the, the prizes for the best sculpture, Carrie, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the first place prize is $1,000. Second place is 500 Third is 250 And we are hoping to have our judging panel include Senator Dean Heller and uh, Sheriff of White Pine County. Very cool. Um, now, that's a pretty amazing prize, $1,000, $500, heck, even $250. Do you get a big turnout for people who want to come out there and make these sculptures? We do. We get about, I would say, 3,000 people showing up. And, boy, the, the number of artists is going to vary. I, I wouldn't even know what to guess there. I would say between 5 and 15. So you get quite a variety of sculptures out there. And the fun of the event is walking around and looking at the imagination all these people have and what they can do with with just ice and snow and some hand tools. Absolutely. There are some wild creations out there some years. And I think, too, that um, I, I can imagine that there are probably groups of people who work on it together. And I think part of the fun is to stop and kind of chat with people. And, you know, they're out there doing their work, but they're out there because they love the the, the outdoors and the weather and kind of it takes a certain person to go to an event like this so you know you really enjoy talking to the other people out there and I think it's really fun to communicate with people while they're creating something so no uh, no worries about breaking through the ice you've got plenty of solid ice lots of great things to eat and drink and and people to see um, have you have you ever really been wowed by a sculpture um there was a sculpture, I'm going to say it was three or four years ago, and it was a ship, um, you know, like a, a ship from maybe the 1800s. Just very impressive the level of detail some of these sculptures have. Something I wanted to mention, too, if you don't mind, is, is as you're walking around or after you're walking around, there's other activities that you can participate in uh, at the Fire and Ice Festival. Uh, there's going to be an ice skating rink. Uh, cross-country skiing is available, miles to trail for that. Uh, sledding, uh, Steve's put together an ice bowling area. There'll be some ice golf and, of course, ice fishing. Any of our listeners who have tuned into my previous shows know I always I always talk about kids because I've got kids of my own, and, and ice skating sounds fantastic, and, and sledding, of course. All kids love sledding. I think it's just the excitement and the cold and the, you know, the whipping... Um, oh, I think we're, we're going to go to break. Is that right, Craig? Okay, uh, I, I just get so excited talking about all of this stuff. So we're going to take a break right now. We'll be back to talk more with Eric Johnson about the Nevada State Park, Park System. The new music revolution at 101.3 Renegade Radio. Now playing in radios everywhere. Hi, this is Marie, the director of Sweet Dreams Academy. As a master's prepared teacher, I'm here to announce that we're accepting applications now for the next session of our pre-kindergarten program. Our professionally designed curriculum for four and five-year-olds incorporates the latest Nevada state standards and includes beginning reading, writing, math, and social skills, all taught through practical application and structured activities in a fun environment. Let us help build the foundation for your child's success in school. Choose the time that best suits your schedule with our two-and-a-half-hour classes beginning at either 9 a.m. or 1 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sweet Dreams Academy and 24-7 Child Care offers a wide variety of services to our parents. We're a family-run local business with a well-trained and caring staff located in the Franktown Corner Shopping Center at 2285 Kitsky Lane. For more information, go to sweetdreams247.com 
Tom, or call 622-0083 and ask for me, Marie. That's 622-0083. Enroll early. Classes are limited to 10 children per class. This is Sarah Garrett, owner of the Purple Bean Coffee House, and I want to talk to you about how to achieve the perfect cup of coffee at home. First, a clean coffee pot is essential, and buy the best one that you can afford. French roasted coffee beans are also the key to a superb cup of coffee. Purchase your coffee beans in small amounts, only as much as you can use in a two-week period because coffee goes stale quickly. Whenever you can, use only fresh, cold, filtered water. If you're using tap water, let it run a few seconds before filling your coffee pot. For all your coffee needs, come see me at the Purple Bean Coffee House at the corner of 7th and Keystone. We feature a full-service drive through window and free Wi-Fi. Check in on Yelp. Facebook, or Foursquare for a free espresso shot. And if you're running late, call ahead at 787-2827 to place your order. Purple Bean Coffee Company, because coffee shouldn't come from a chain store. Come check out one of the Truckee Meadows' best-kept secrets, the Reno Town Mall. Located across the street from the Atlantis Casino Resort. The Reno Town Mall is just steps from the Reno Sparks Convention Center and is home to a variety of merchants, including a full-service grocery store, food source. Other tenants at the Reno Town Mall include the Washoe County Library, Burlington Coat Factory, Ourselves Bridal, a proper fit footwear, and access to healthcare network. This unique urban mall will fit in perfectly with your busy lifestyle. Stop at the Aroma Club Cafe for your morning coffee or perhaps a quick business lunch at Round Table Pizza. The Reno Town Mall is also home to the Reno Sparks Convention and Visitors Authority, Northern Nevada Job Connect, the Great Works of China Import Store, and America Matters Media. Come join the audience as we record live radio shows. Stop by the Reno Town Mall today for the best Reno has to offer. Except for casinos, little has changed. Weathered log cabin still home on the range. The best of the wild west, bold and serene. I'll come to life in the Nevada Magazine. And we're back. I'm Carrie with Nevada Magazine. You can reach me at Carrie, that's C A R R I E, at NevadaMagazine.com. Uh, if you have anything to talk about, I'm there to help, and I can get you to the right person. Right now, we're talking about uh, White Pine County's Fire and Ice show that happens out at Cave Lake State Park. We're talking with Eric Johnson of the Nevada State Park System. And, um, Eric, if people want to register and do a sculpture on their own, where do they find that information? They can register at www.elynv.net. Great. And, and the information they need will be there. Carrie, form. I misspoke her. I think I said February. That event's actually this month. Oh, yeah. We better we better recap that because it's yeah. coming up soon. We've got that uh, January 17th through 19th, folks. So that's coming up fast out in Ely, Nevada, Cave Lake State Park. And um, so the ice part, that's pretty, pretty um, understandable. You're out on a frozen lake making sculptures out of snow and ice. What about the fireworks, Eric? When do those happen? That'll be uh, primarily on the 19th. But I think Steve's going to try and do it each evening. Okay, great. And he has a cannon that he'll bring down to the boat dock. He'll face it toward the toward the lake. It won't have a live charge in it, just the powder. And it just provides a pretty spectacular ball of flame, and it's quite loud, and it, it echoes back onto the boat dock. He does that.
really quite spectacular. It sounds pretty powerful. It seems like it'll get your adrenaline running and keep you warm. Okay, so be sure to check that out, the, the snow and ice competition out there, January 17th through the 19th. Now, um, Eric, what else do you have going on around the state as far as winter activities in the state park system? We've got Wild Horses uh, Fishing Derby coming up very soon. That'll be President's Day weekend. Wild Horse Reservoir, as we said earlier, is about an hour north of Elko. Um, it's becoming quite a popular event. It, it's getting quite common to pull 20 to 23-inch rainbow trout out of Wild Horse Reservoir. That's a big it's chunk It's well of fish. attended. It's a lot of fun. They sell hot dogs. Uh, they'll have uh, hot coffee and hot cocoa for attendees. And uh, the park ranger up there's name is Andrew, and he actually provides a little shuttle service for people so they don't have to walk quite so far from the car out onto the lake. Great. Make it easy. You betcha. All right. South Fork Reservoir is south of Elko, uh, fairly close to Spring Creek. Um, That's also popular for ice fishing, but the ice isn't quite as thick, so I would ask people to call the park to check on ice conditions. And that number is 744 four three four six all righty and if they're if they're driving or or uh, you know if they're not able to write that down why don't you tell us the, the nevada state parks website again you betcha it's parks.nv.gov and the main number here for parks is 775-684-2770 you did mention earlier that you update your website on quite a regular basis. How many state parks do we have in Nevada right now? We have 23 state parks. They're all throughout the state. Um, in about every climactic region you can imagine, Laughlin, Nevada has Big Bend of the Colorado State Park, and they'll get as hot as 125 degrees. Whoa. And you can compare that to Wild Horse north of Elko, which has gotten down to 47 below. We have parks that are quite high, uh, Lake Tahoe, Nevada State Park, it sits at around 7,000 feet. Valley of Fire State Park is barely above sea level. That's just outside of Las Vegas. And that's actually a world-renowned park. Um, I invite anybody that hasn't been to a state park near them to, to please take a little drive and, and go see what we have to offer. There's really some extremes there that you're talking about as far as elevation, temperature, what there is to experience. So really such a diverse um, set of parks to, to really take advantage of. Hey, do they have gift shops at the state parks? We do. We have gift shops at Valley of Fire State Park. Spring Mountain Ranch State Park is a beautiful historic ranch site about 20 minutes west of Las Vegas. Uh, Sand Harbor now has a gift shop. There's also one at Old Las Vegas Mormon Fort, which is the site of the the original settling of Las Vegas, the site of the spring that actually brought people to that area. And we also have one at Cathedral Gorge State Park, which is near Panaca, and we like to think of that as Nevada's Bryce Canyon. Cool, Very yeah. spectacular uh, rock formation. Yeah, we've had, I think we had that on our cover one, one issue, and it's just beautiful out there. It is. Now, do they have, what do they have in there, state park merchandise? Yeah, what we try and do is um, have items that are pertinent to that specific park. Um, you know, T-shirts, keychains, magnets. We try and have small things that people can take back with them who have flown into the area. 
we also have things like walking sticks. There's also snacks, because some of the parks are quite a long way from any any store. Um, your, your usual um, gift shop merchandise, but we try and focus on made in the United States items and higher quality items. And I think, if I'm uh, correct, don't you guys carry the Nevada sesquicentennial stuff right now? We do. I'm glad you brought that up. Absolutely. State Parks is going to be participating in the sesquicentennial. We have a variety of events scheduled around the state. Um, what comes to mind first is our Dutch oven competition. We're going to have competitions at several state parks, and I'll invite people to go to our website at parks.nb.gov to get specifics on when and where those are going to occur. And we're going to be giving prizes away for the winners of the local contest as well as the winner of the, the state grand champion, if you will. And we're hoping to... Uh, get quite a turnout for that. The grand prize is going to be one of the state's annual points. Oh, cool. Yeah, those mm-hmm. have been those have been hot items. I think they and sold out of their first run. Yeah. You bet. Yeah, if anyone out there is listening, uh, the way you get those is to contact the legislative gift shop, and you can just search that online and, and find that. I had um, had Envy 150 on my recent show, and they, they said that they really have been doing great with those medallions. So that's a great um, a great prize. Uh, what else do you got for us? We've got uh, ongoing hikes at all the state parks. And, again, those in, that information is available on our website. For our first day hikes this year, we have hikes on January 1st every, every year. We had 19 hikes statewide, and the participants hiked a total of 740 miles. Whoa, that's terrific. So it was, it was quite a good turnout. So put that on your uh, put that on your very end of your calendar for 2014 to plan for that first day hike of, of January 2015. Uh, it just really sounds terrific. I mean, state parks are always something that people want to be a part of because it means that you're out there and you're doing things that you love. So it must be a really terrific place to work, and you've been there for quite a while. So um, congratulations on your new position there. Uh, what what are you looking forward to most in 2014 and, and the sesquicentennial celebration? Well, I'm looking forward to making everybody, but mostly Nevada residents, aware of what they have in their state, but that they maybe never see. Um, That's one of our main goals, is let the people that live in the state know what resources they have. As you said earlier, the parks that we manage are are the state of Nevada's parks that belong to the people, and we'd like to show them to people. We'd like to show them off to people. Um, We've got parks that uh, cater to all interests. Everything from water skiing to snow skiing. Uh, Berlin Ichthyosaur has one of the very few um, mine tours in the state. Um, come out and see what there is to offer, and, and please give us a call if you have any questions. Uh, visit our website. I'll throw it out one more time if that's okay. It's parks.nb.us. And maybe start with areas that are close to you and, and get familiar with the people. Our rangers pride ourselves on our, our high level of customer service. Or you could challenge yourself and, and figure out where each of the 23 state parks are. Start local, go visit those, and then highlight each one as you, you check it off your list. It can, be, it can be almost like a bucket list. Make it around to each of the state parks. I've lived in Nevada for quite a while now, and I haven't made it over to those that amazing set of parks um, near Caliente. Uh, why don't you tell us what those are real quick, because that's kind of one of my next uh, goals is to make it over there. What Are there five over there? There's Cathedral Gorge State Park, Echo Canyon State Park, 
Spring Valley, Beaver Dam, and Kershaw Ryan. So, yes, there's five all within about an hour of each other. It is a gorgeous part of the state. It looks like nowhere else in Nevada. I was fortunate enough to work in that area for many years. It's still one of my favorite parts of the state. Good fishing, unbelievable scenery, and, and just a very, very friendly area. The communities down there of Panaka, Pioche, Caliani, Alamo, just great people. And there's camping there, I would imagine, if we're going to make an impromptu visit over the holiday weekend. There is camping at all of those parks. Great. All of them have campgrounds. Um, Spring Valley provides good fishing opportunities. Right now, of course, they are quite frozen over. Um, what I would recommend is people might want to base out of Cathedral Gorge State Park and then explore from there. Centrally located, <clears throat> very easy to get to. They've got pull-through sites. And we hope later this year to actually have power hookups in that campground. I'm going to make that a goal to make it out there. Thank you so much, Eric, for joining us. That's Eric Johnson from Nevada State Parks. Look him up online and get out there and explore your Nevada State Parks. Thank you all for listening. Since 1936, the Silver State's been seen Through the lenses and senses of Nevada Magazine Six times 